This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2077, How to Get Your Child to Listen, by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. It is a Thursday, and each Thursday and Friday, I read parenting content for you specifically. This week, we will be up to our old tricks, starting with a post from Dr. Laura Markham about how to get your child to listen. Easy, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Listen closely as we optimize your life. How to Get Your Child to Listen by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com One of the most common questions I hear from parents is, how can I get my kids to listen to me? Kids have a lot on their minds, from the history tests to the soccer tryouts to the newest computer game. Parents can be dismally low on their list. Not to mention that when the brain is rewiring at age 6 and again at age 12, kids often feel overwhelmed by outside stimuli and tune you out. Even toddlers are very busy, since their job description is exploring, aka tearing your house apart. So, kids have other things to think about. They also have different priorities, and they don't understand at all why it is so important to take their bath right this minute. Of course, the parents who ask me how to get their child to listen aren't really talking about listening. They're talking about how to get their child to take in what they say and take action. And yes, there are some tricks to make that more likely. Here's how. Number one, don't start talking until you have your child's attention. Connect before you start speaking. That means you can't bark orders from across the room and expect to get through. Instead, move in close. Get down on your child's level and touch him lightly. Observe what he's doing and connect with him by making a comment about it. Wow, look at that train go. Brain research has found that when we feel connected to another person, we're more open to their influence. So by connecting first, you're making it easy for him to listen to you. But you aren't manipulating. You're acknowledging and respecting what's important to him. Wait until he looks up. Look him in the eye. Then start talking. If he doesn't look up, make sure you have his attention by asking, can I tell you something? When he looks up, then start talking. Don't be surprised when your child begins using this technique to get your attention before he tells you something. And if you want him to keep listening, you'll need to listen back. Number two, don't repeat yourself. If you've asked once and not gotten a response, don't just repeat yourself. You don't have your child's attention. Go back to step one. Number three, Use fewer words. Most of us dilute our message and lose our child's attention by using too many words. Use as few words as possible when you give instructions. For instance, you smile warmly, point to the jacket on the floor, and say, Julia, jacket please. Stand there until she moves, smiling at her and pointing. If she doesn't respond, pick up the jacket and hand it to her, still smiling, saying, Jacket goes on hook, please. What if she still ignores you? Make a game out of putting it over whatever she's focusing her attention on at that moment. Kids don't see demands like hanging up their jacket as important. But when we stay cheerful as we express expectations and set firm, clear, kind, and even fun limits, they are much more likely to cooperate. Number four, see it from his point of view. If you were busy with something you liked doing, and your partner ordered you to stop doing it and do something else that was not a priority to you, 
How would you feel? Might you tune out your partner? Your child doesn't have to share your priorities, he just has to accommodate your needs. And you don't have to share his priorities, but it will help immensely if you can acknowledge how much he wants to keep doing whatever he's doing. I know it's hard to stop playing, honey. You're really enjoying that, and I can see why. And now I need you to... Dot, dot, dot. Number five, engage cooperation. No one wants to listen to someone who's giving orders. In fact, it always stimulates resistance. Think about how you feel when someone orders you around. Do you cooperate enthusiastically? Instead, keep your tone warm. When possible, give choices. It's bath time, sweetie. Do you want to go now or in five minutes? Okay, five minutes with no fuss? Let's shake on it. If you really need it done now, phrase it as a command, but keep the warmth and empathy. We agreed to go inside in five minutes, and it has been five minutes. I know you wish you could stay outside and play all night. When you grow up, I bet you'll play all night every night. Now it's time to go in. Let's go. Number six, stay calm. When we get upset, kids feel unsafe and go into fight or flight. In their effort to defend themselves or to fight back, they become less effective at listening and lose sight of our message. If your priority is getting everyone in the car, don't waste time and energy lecturing them about why they didn't listen to you and get ready when you first asked. That will just make everyone more upset, including you. Take a deep breath, help her find her shoe, and help him on with his backpack. Once you're in the car, you can ask them to help you brainstorm ways to get everyone out of the house on time next time. Hint, that conversation will be more productive if you focus on solutions, not blame. Number seven, set up routines. Most of parents' communication to kids consists of nagging. No wonder children don't listen. The solution? Routines. So there are fewer opportunities for power struggles and less need for you to be a drill sergeant. Routines are just regular habits, like what the kids do before they leave the house. Brush teeth, use toilet, pack backpack, put on shoes, etc. If you take photos of your child doing these tasks and put them onto a small poster, your child will learn to love them over time. Put her in charge of what she needs to do. She'll have a new skill, more mastery, and your role will be limited to asking questions. What else do you have to do before you leave the house? Let's check your schedule. Great. Number eight, listen. If you stare at your screen while your child tells you about his day, you are role modeling how communication is handled in your family. If you really want your child to listen to you, stop what you're doing and listen. It only takes a few minutes. Start this when he's a preschooler, and he'll still be willing to talk to you when he's a teenager. You will be so glad you did. Number nine, watch for understanding. Most of the time when kids don't listen, they just haven't tuned into us. But if your child repeatedly seems unable to process your instructions, she may have an auditory processing disorder. Adopt the tips that we've talked about so far and experiment with giving your child multi-step instructions. If you're concerned, consult with your pediatrician for referral to an audiologist. Number 10, pare down your orders to what's really non-negotiable. If you worked for someone who constantly badgered you with orders, would you feel like cooperating? You don't want every interaction with your child to be in order. So maximize the loving, happy interactions and minimize the orders. And number 11, invite cooperation by being playful. Reader Robin M. says, quote, Kids not listening, slash not responding, slash not complying, is like my parenting kryptonite. 
I can keep my cool in the face of many things, but this is the hardest. I inadvertently discovered this week that my kids are much better at doing what I want them to when I use a hand puppet to ask them to do it. At first, I was like, what is this magic? But reading this article, I can see that the puppet is much better than I am at a lot of these things. Connecting before speaking, staying calm, engaging cooperation. Basically, I should just take parenting lessons from my own hand puppet. End quote. You'll notice that these tips can all be boiled down to three things. Calm yourself, connect, and engage cooperation with empathy. These are the three big ideas of peaceful parenting. They are also the basics of any kind of communication, and work when you need to get cooperation from someone of any age. So, why do we forget them when we interact with children? Because we think, at least unconsciously, that children should simply do what we say when we say it. But kids are human, and humans don't like to be ordered around. You'll always get better cooperation when you connect before you direct. You just listened to the post titled, How to Get Your Child to Listen, by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com, and I'll be back with my commentary right after this. And thank you so much to Dr. Laura for this great post, another gem from her. So many terrific points here today, and I think I love her tenth the most, which is to pare down your orders to what's non-negotiable. I talk about this a lot. It is definitely advice well-served in many areas of life. And it's really helpful as a parent trying to get your child to listen because anger can build up so easily. Tempers can rise and it can feel like you're not getting anywhere, which makes mountains from molehills. So if we have a lot of points to get across that we deem as non-negotiable, we are bound to get frustrated that much faster. That said, we need to pick our battles. Progress is going to be made in small steps when it comes to trying to get through to your child. So we need to know what to focus on specifically. You have to expect to lose a lot and be okay with that. So just be sure that the ones you win are the most important ones. Not to mention the fewer orders you make, the more trust will be built with your child. It should go without saying that ordering them to do anything and everything minimizes the value of each demand. If orders are instituted rarely, their ears will be more perked up each time they're issued. That is going to wrap us up for today, everybody. Thank you again so very much for being here and making another episode possible. Enjoy your Thursday, and be sure to come back tomorrow for another parenting article. That's where your optimal life awaits.